RadioInfluence.com Hey everybody, welcome to Live Bold and Boss Up. Today we have an awesome guest, um, Sean Nugent here. He and I actually went to high school together, which I think is really crazy and cool. Like we, we took classes together in high school yeah. and then kind of like reunited um, from business perspective. But um, I'm really excited to talk about your background because you started, you know, being an entrepreneur when we were in high school and you just kept going and you kept creating companies um, and you even sold one, like you built one and sold one and kept moving through in different industries too. Yeah. So I wanted to, um, I think like your journey was really cool. So I like wanted everyone to share, I wanted you to share that with everyone. Yeah. Um, it did start in high school. So, I mean, I got my first, um, computer before high school. Uh, I was seven years old and I got my first one. And then, um, I was always interested in technology and kind of just tinkering with, you know, computers at my house. And, uh, when I was 16, I got my Microsoft certified systems engineer certification from, uh, from tech data over the summer when we were in high school. Um, and then I started doing some work for some people my dad knew, just helping them out with their, their network and, um, you know, getting experience there. And then when we graduated, I kind of, I knew that I wasn't going to go to college. And so I, uh, somebody that graduated a a couple of years ahead of us was working at circuit city and said, you got to come work here. Like we're, we're just making a ton of money selling computers and extended warranties. And, uh, I was 18 and wasn't going to go to college. So that was, you know, seemed like a good, good idea. And I did that and did, did really well. And I learned a ton at, um, at circuit city. It was a, you know, uh, they're closed now, obviously, but when they were, uh, operating, (laughs) (laughs) when they were operating, they were doing a, uh, doing a really good job. They're a great retailer. And so I learned a ton about, you know, inventory control and all the things you learn in uh, retail. They had a great sales training program. Um, so I took a lot away from that. And then when I would sell people computers, I would, uh, ask them who's going to set them up and they didn't have anyone. And so I kind of just like was building my business on the side there. So I would, you know, sell them. And then on the weekends and nights I would go set it up. Wait, hold on. Can I interject? Because you talked about your certification when you, when you were 16. Yeah. But can you elaborate on that? Yeah, it was, uh, um, you know, now, now like, you know, a lot of people in high school are getting it, but at the time it was, um, I was one of the youngest in the country to get it. It was like six exams, I think. And the people that were in the class were, you know, all, all professional. And I was like, you know, just learning, learned how to drive and was like, <laughs> you know, dri- pulled crazy? up. And yeah, I'm, I'm sitting here thinking, so 16, you're off getting your MCSE certifications. I was, you know, probably chasing boys and worrying about, <laughs> like, you know, what was going on at, at school and, and the latest, you know, gossip or whatever, you know. Um, so that's very impressive. Yeah. And so you started a company at 15? Uh, yeah, well, I started doing some work with people my dad knew. So I kind of, you know, formed a, um, a business and would do some advertising like in the neighborhood and, you know, I'll help you with your computer. And, um, it's just a way to make money on the, on the side and, um, and yeah, just gained experience. But 
you know, it, it was expensive to get the certification, um, at the time. And, but, you know, my parents were really supportive and I think, you know, that, that probably set me down a path of like being able to, you know, um, you can do anything, you know, if you, if you, uh, if you work really hard and, and try it, it was a tough exam. And, um, but yeah, getting that early, I think probably set me on a path of like, give me confidence, I think. Yeah. 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 So you, so then you were at circuit city and then you were kind of helping people set this up on the side, right? I was like starting my business uh, while working there. So I would sell them computers and then circuit city didn't install them. So I would kind of was building up a customer base there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so you did not go to college. Did not. No, no, there was not really that need to because you already, you knew exactly what you wanted to do. Yeah. I was, you know, always interested in technology and started making, um, you know, realize that I could make a livelihood and, uh, and so, yeah, I just, I, it kind of just fell by the wayside. That's awesome. I love that. Yeah. yeah. So is it, first of all, do you have any siblings? Yeah. I have a, um, a sister and then um, two half brothers. Yeah. They have the same drive that you do. Are they company owners? Like they don't. Um, so they, they've um, two of them have um, uh, worked for me um, in the past. One of them um, still works for me. They're, they're very driven, um, very smart. I, you know, they, um, but you know, like the entrepreneur thing is not for for everyone. So I, you know, they um, they just never went down that path. But yeah, yeah. yeah. I enjoy working with them a lot. Yeah. yeah. Do you employ them? Uh, my brother works uh, for me at Nugentech. Yeah, he runs restaurant accounts um, for us, and then he also is a, a partner in the software um, business. So he he started started early with me there. Dang. Yeah. So tell us. Okay, so you started Nugentech. Nugentech. Um, how long ago? When did you start Nugentech? That was um, October 2017 for Nugentech. Yeah. Yeah, I think you have to start like continue on from Linear, City, yeah. okay? <laughs> because yeah. there's so many things that you did. I know I kept diving into when we were out at where were we? Um, World of Beer. Was it World of Beer? Yeah, yeah. and I kept business. like asking questions. I'm like, wait a minute, wait. Yeah. How does that relate to this company? <laughs> I was so confused. Yeah. Um. So yeah, the uh, I. So during the circuit city time, I was, you know, building up a business and, and, you know, managed it is, you know, wasn't a thing back then. So it was all break fix. And so I built up a customer base there and for the longest time, it was just, you know, one man shows time for money. And, um, and that's like, that's really hard to, you know, I think a lot of people get stuck at that. Like, you know, is it going to be a small business or are you going to, you know, grow and scale it? And, um, so I probably was, you know, for years I was, I was, uh, just, you know, one man show. I think I had one person that would help me out. And, um, but then when managed it became a thing and I realized you could get people on contracts and do recurring services and predictable revenue. I mean, you get addicted to that, um, which you'll hear in, in the other businesses, but, um, but once you do that, you know, you kind of have a platform to scale and, and some predictable revenue. So, um, once I cracked that code, it was kind of, you know, off to the races and, um, and so got people under contract and grew that. And then, um, a buddy of mine, while I was growing that business, he had a, a business that did a residential audio video. So he would like set up, um, you know, TVs and speakers in, in people's houses. And, um, and so we formed a business and, um, kind of combined the, um, the two of them and, you know, we had a, a disagreement and, uh, so it was one of those like, I'm leaving or you're leaving. And, and, uh, and so I left and sold, sold my, uh, equity to him. 
and then started uh, started Nugentech in in 2017. But during that time, I also um, I also started a software company called Fusion Prep because um, we were doing uh, we, we had a hospitality focus at that that other business, and so we were doing IT and infrastructure for restaurants. And I was hanging out in the kitchen, and uh, one of the chefs was. Uh, he had a, a challenge that he brought to our attention and said, like, I can't keep these recipes up to date. They had six restaurants and they had binders. And so when they updated the recipes, Ooh. they couldn't like. They had to print everything they, out. Yeah, they're all printed. Yeah. And the iPad, uh, the iPad just came out. And so he said, like, could you write a program to to uh, to keep everything up to date and in sync? And um, a buddy that I went to uh, high school with, he um, he and I kind of got together. Wait, who was that? Do I know him? Uh, he went to Ridgewood. Sean, oh. Sean Berg is his name. But okay, I know yeah. a couple of Ridgewood people from back in the day. Yeah. Okay, and it was just like a side hustle. So I mean, we just um, it was um, like the first time we met was like when I found out that you know, you know my wife is pregnant with our, our nine year old, and to kind of start. But we were at you know Panera Bread, and I was like, I have this idea. I think I think they'll buy it, and. Uh, and I had to talk him into it. And so we built out this really simple thing and the chef loved it. And we said, you know, are you, do you like it enough to pay for it? And he said, yes. And so we were off to the races on that. And that business has just, um, has been great. I mean, again, the recurring revenue, predictable software. Um, it, it's a great business, but that we're in about 1500 restaurants, um, wow. around the country. And, um, so yeah, that's a great business. And then, uh, and then I also got involved in restaurants, uh, too. So, um, yeah, most recently, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. About, um, I think four years now. Oh, um, gosh, time flies. yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, proper house group. So, uh, my partner, um, Farrell Alvarez and, and Ty Rodriguez here locally, but we own and operate uh, rooster in the till Nebraska mini Mart and then Gaito. We have two, two Gaitos. That's awesome. So I was wondering how you got into the restaurant group and now that makes sense. Yeah. Fusion prep. Yeah. How that started. Yeah. He started, they started using fusion prep at rooster in the till and then we just kind of became friends and, um, there was an opportunity to get involved. And so I did, and I love the business. It's a great, it's a great business. So. I, great operation. I love how they're they're totally different industries yet. You like kind of combined them and yeah. you had, you, Put that, you know, technology piece to it. Yeah. So you kind of, you know, marry the two, which I love. Yeah. I think that's, um, you know, when you can find like that intersection that you described, I think is where like, you know, you, there, there's, that's where you have the opportunity because typically, um, you know, I don't, I didn't know enough about uh, the kitchen to, um, you know, to make a difference. But when, you know, when we connected, we were able to kind of solve a problem together. So. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Yeah. So which company has been the most interesting to you? Hmm. Um, I like the bit, I like the build. I mean, like, so, um, I like that, you know, start up something from nothing. Um, and then as they, they grow, I sort of, you know, need, I'd say my strength is probably, and, you know, the idea and, um, and the vision and then, um, the execution is, <laughs> you know, is the, the harder part where you have to, you know, really dial things in. And, um, and so that has been, um, I'd have to, I, I had to learn a lot around that. So like having a peer group has been really helpful for me, but, and then hiring, hiring good people that have done it before or work for other companies, like in my journey, you know, I, I, I had never worked anywhere else. So I, I kind of am, um, have had to learn a lot. And, um, 
So yeah, I think they're all my favorite, I would say, but yeah, <laughs> but, yeah they're, they're, yeah, they're yeah. all my children, but, uh, <laughs> but I, I, I like, um, I like kind of that early stage, um, you know, uh, getting things off the ground and kind of moving. So, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. What, I'm just curious, um, what one piece of advice would you give like a young entrepreneur who wants to start a new company or has that drive? What would you, what piece of advice would you give them in order to take that leap? Um, I think to the, the, the peer group to me is, um, you know, or, or if you can't, um, you know, join, join a peer group early on, just, you know, connecting with a mentor or someone that's, you know, been there and done that because there's just so many, I mean, you, as you guys know, there's just like so many, you know, you know, pitfalls you can avoid if you talk to someone that's, you know, been there and done that. And, and when you're growing something, it, it, um, you know, it's, uh, it's so hard. I mean, it's hard, like, you know, every day it's something else and, you know, you run into challenges and, um, and, you know, having a, a sounding board to, you know, to bounce ideas off of, especially people in different industries, right? I mean, it's a lot of the same, the fundamentals are the same in, in business, but, um, to get that, that perspective from somebody else, like in another industry, I think is, is really helpful. So I do like Vistage and, um, CEO council and, you know, we're investors in the EDC. So I try to get in rooms where I'm around other people that have, um, you know, been there before and, and try to build relationships with them. Right. Yeah. Cause they've been there. So if you have a question on something, you can ask them, Yeah. Hey, has this come up? What do you think? Yeah. Yeah. That's good advice. Oh, side note, your wife, Megan went to high school with us. Yeah. I should have mentioned that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But that's so cool that, yeah. um, and now she's starting up uh, her own thing. No, she's yeah. not. Really? Yeah, what is she yeah. doing? She's doing, um, she's getting her personal um, training certification. And um, so she's uh, going to do training. Good for her. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. We'll have to have her on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's early on, but, um, but yeah, it's working out well for her. So. Awesome. Yeah. So being, I'm sure 2020 has been kind of a crazy year being in the restaurant industry. How has um, like that adversity and resilience like helped you get through and like what, what have you had to go through in order to, to overcome yeah. everything? Well, all three of the businesses were, um, were impacted. Um, and so, um, you know, it started off with uh, at, at Fusion Prep, you know, we had to make some accommodations for our customers. So early on we did some, uh, we, we gave them some, um, some relief on licensing. So we wanted to just kind of get ahead of it and let them know that, you know, we were, we were there for them. I mean, obviously unprecedented for the, um, for the industry. So we came out really quick and, and gave them some relief there. Um, and then at Nugentech, we also, you know, manage infrastructure and, and I, you know, help desk and do new restaurant openings for them there. So, you know, that all slowed down and, um, and again, we had to, you know, issue relief and, uh, you know, we got the PPP, which was, which was helpful. Um, but the, you know, the, the most challenging I think was at the actual restaurants themselves, you know, here, here locally. And, and again, we were quick to, to respond. So we closed all, um, all the restaurants immediately and then consolidated down to one kitchen. We had to let, um, let some people go, but we, um, you know, getting ahead of it quickly, um, was was really key and and uh, we actually ended up having a, a a really good year you know after even at reduced capacity we you know leaned things out and you know adjusted the labor model and, and food costs and um and so we were able to come out 
Ed, but it was, uh, it was really rough on everyone. I mean, it, um, at all the businesses, it was a, it was a tough, uh, tough year. So. As if you needed more things to learn from, <laughs> yeah. right? Like yeah. this hits you. Yeah. Did you, um, I haven't, I've been to Rooster in the Till before. It's gorgeous. I haven't been to the other ones. Have you, have you like made more accommodations outside? I need to go. Um, yeah. So Rooster, we have a couple tables um, outside. Um, Nebraska Mini Mart is an acre and a half and that's mostly outdoors. So we have like shuffleboard and bocce ball. And um, so, yeah, that, that has done well for us. And then we do strong off-premise business there. So we have Uber Eats and, um, and um, allow people to do, you know, there um and then sparkman wharf has been good too it's you know outdoor and, and people true. can spread out so so should we get into our our questions that's, or rapid fire that's questions? my favorite I love that. <laughs> so this one i mean yeah. pretty much similar like lightning flow, round yeah okay. yeah lightning yeah. round like, like, like a sentence or two or less it normally doesn't it normally goes right. on <laughs> yeah. but that's all right it's not gonna be a this or this or that <laughs> <laughs> okay so um, tell us like one or two, whatever, if you have like two in mind, big mistakes that you've learned from, um, in, in the process of creating these companies since you were 15. Um, just, just not, not that I want to focus on like the bad, but like, that's how you learn right? Yeah. from, from mistakes. So is there like one or two big ones that you're like, wow, I really learned a lot from this. Um, I think if, um, you know, the, the longer you do it, I think the more comfortable you get, um, with trusting your, your gut, like if something doesn't feel right or, you know, someone might not work out. Right. I think, um, you know, you, you normally never look back and say, Oh, I'm so glad I waited, you know, that long to make the decision. I think, you know, that, that time sort of shrinks. I think the more, uh, you know, the more comfortable you get operating a business. So I think uh, the sooner you can get comfortable with that, probably off the better, you know, the, the better you'll, you'll be. Right. And so just to piggyback off of that, um, like you said, letting go of someone. So yeah. what about the opposite hiring someone on? Like, were you hesitant, you know, in the beginning stages of hiring people and do, have you gotten used to that? Yeah, that's the opposite, but I probably take <laughs> a lot more time now. <laughs> to, um, so that, oh, so that's now a, you take a lot more time yeah, to hire. Okay. Cause what's, what's the saying, right? It's like a higher, higher, slow fire fast. Right. Um, right. So, yeah. Uh, okay. So yeah, I probably take my, t- I'm, I'm probably a lot more thoughtful and, um, you know, make sure someone's a, a you know, good cultural fit. And yeah. 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 That's definitely something we focus on culture. Yeah. yeah. All right. What's your best advice on organizing? Hmm. I am, um, I'm digital mostly. Um, I can see that, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but lately I've like, I see a lot more people kind of having a notebook and I'm like, you know, should I, should I switch? But I kind of have a, you know, a, a process that I use, you know, I use, um, to do us for, you know, to do, um, like kind of like my daily list and that's digital and syncs to all my devices. And then everyone has their outlook kind of way they organize things. Right. So, um, so yeah, I think, you know, you, you use the tools that work best for you. Yeah. I have some sort of system, but right. yeah. yeah. I love that question. I think we should ask everybody that because, um, we, we did like a episode on just like organizing and journaling and stuff like that. And so that works for me. I'm like a writer. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm like like a head, keep it all up here. It's, it's not the best. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I like hearing other people's methods. Yeah. Yeah. When I see people that have the, like the written, the stuff written down, I'm like, man, maybe that's like better because you like, you know, you have it all in one place. And so I don't know. Maybe next year I'll be my resolution. (laughs) 
So I feel like you've answered this before, but maybe you'll have a different, um, different answer. Like when we talk about it specifically, but like secret to success in relationship to entrepreneurship, what, what would you say has been like your secret to success in creating um, all of these companies? Probably, um, probably my, um, risk tolerance. I mean, I think you have to be like, um, you have to, um, live bold and, um, and, uh, and, uh, and, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, um, like I said, it's, it's hard and you have to, um, it's, um, yeah, you just have to do it. Right. I mean, like, and, and, um, so I think taking that step and, um, sometimes I'll talk to like, uh, like the emerging leaders at, um, at, uh, the chamber of commerce is, you know, a great group and, you know, they'll be, you know, at a job and saying like, Oh, I want to do my own thing. And, um, you know, there's a number of ways you can do it, but you, you know, you kind of at a certain point just have to do, do it. Do it. Yeah. Just, One uh, foot forward in front of the other. Yeah. And so, um, you know, I think you can't be afraid to fail. I mean, like the, I always like say like, what's the worst that could happen, right? I have to start over. So, right. um, so yeah. I love that. Awesome. And we already asked this next question. I got like, you got excited. Yeah, I got excited. <laughs> <laughs> it was the piece of advice that you would give to young entrepreneurs, but we already asked that. That's all right. It flowed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my, I guess my next question would be, how do you bring in like new business? Do you do it? Do you have a sales team that does it? And like, how would you recommend for that? Um, like at new gen tech, we have someone that's focused on, um, the, um, lines of business. So someone's focused on, um, workplace technology, which is like, um, infrastructure and conference rooms, huddle spaces, wireless infrastructure. So that like, is kind of like our new office, um, build outs. And then someone that's dedicated to, um, managed it services. And then someone that's dedicated to, to restaurant retails, but uh, restaurant and retail, but you know, really what they're doing is selling, you know, the services we deliver. So they're selling help desk and professional services and, um, and our field services team, but they're just kind of doing it a different go-to-market strategy, but, um, there's a lot of nuances there. So, so right now, you know, I have them segmented into, um, just focused on those different verticals. Right. Yeah. So I'm sure they like bleed into each other too, the verticals. Yeah. Yeah. And so if like that one client needs their specific, vertical, their solution that they're selling, but they also need something that the other person's selling. They probably tap them on the shoulder and have them join yeah. in that conversation then. Yep. Like today, the restaurant retail and corporate IT was just at a local restaurant group here in town. Right. But we do, you know, um, you know, we were talking to them about their restaurant technology challenges, like the unit level things, and then also their challenges at their um, corporate office. So. so you're probably still involved in selling, but you have those individuals dedicated to those verticals. That yeah. Have. Okay. I, I sort of, you know, open the, um, uh, opportunity up and then um, right. try to hand it off as yeah. quickly as possible. Yeah. He's like a Dan. Yeah. He's like, a, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love yeah. it. Um, yeah. sorry. Were you uh, the, the Dan thing. Yeah. Resonate, <laughs> re- resonates with me. Yeah. <laughs> like knows everybody. Right. Yeah. Um, I have another question. I have lots of questions. For you. <laughs> Um, where do you see yourself in five years and like your companies? Are you going to start anything else? Uh, I think, you know, we're, we're being opportunistic about um, opportunities for restaurants. I think that, um, 
you know, we've had a, um, you know, we believe that, you know, there's going to be pent up demand there. Um, so, you know, I think if, if you were lucky enough to make it through here, that people are going to be ready to, to go out and have great experiences. So, you know, we're always looking for new opportunities there at new gen tech and, um, and fusion prep right now, it's just all about, um, you know, growth this year. So continuing to, to scale the business and, um, collect good talent and, um, and, and, you know, find, find, uh, find opportunities. So. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. I love it. All right. You have any more no, questions? I think you have a million questions. <laughs> <laughs> I better cut my questions up at some point. Be here all day. This is awesome. I love this. Yeah, this is great. Thanks uh-huh. for having me. Yeah. Thank time. you. Thank you for sharing your story. Your story. Um, I feel like your story can really relate to a lot of people, like a lot of young entrepreneurs who are scared to take that first step and, you know, just are scared of the unknowns and how to do it. So um, mm-hmm. I think it resonated with a lot of listeners and um, can inspire a lot of people. Yeah, I, th- I think it's very inspirational, too, that. I mean, not that I want to tell high schoolers not to go to college, but (laughs) it's cool that, you know, you knew your path and you took it and, um, you're obviously one in a million. So, you know, not everyone can do that, but I just love the, the different path that you took and you stuck to it and you were successful. Like you believed in yourself. Like you said, when you got that certification, it kind of gave you that. Yeah. I think there's, yeah, just different, um, there's different ways. And now I think you're starting to see people talk about that a lot more too, which is, um, good. And, um, you know, I don't know if talk about um, not going to college, talk about yeah, uh, other paths. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. I mean, you know, whether it's, you know, vocational training or, um, you know, or, um, or entrepreneur, you know, early entrepreneurship. So, well, yeah. cause you know, um, this is totally other conversation, but like, why would you want to start your life off in debt? Yeah. Right. Right. Doesn't I mean, make sense. I, yeah, I think because of the you know certainly the cost doesn't um, help the case to uh, for college. So, right. right. Um, so yeah, I think if, if you can figure it out and um, do it without it, why not? Right. I mean, and I went to college for the experience. I'm not doing. <laughs> yeah. I'm doing oh, nothing to do with my degree. Another yeah. Whole yeah. conversation. Yeah. I missed out on that uh, experience, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, thank you, Sean, and thank you to Next Path for all of your support. Yeah. Thanks thank so much so for having much. me. I appreciate it. And until next time, live bold and boss up. This is a Forking Around Town with Tracy Guida Quick Fix on Radio Influence. Today I'm joined by Mr. John Peter Barbie, who has been on before. How are you, John? I'm tip top. I was going to say, <laughs> John is the, the culinary genius behind Tip Top Canning Company, that bacon jam. I think I've, I've I ate it's, pretty it's much a have, It's a must have on a charcuterie board for sure. Well, also know? just like to put on your toast in the fingers. morning. And yeah, right. <laughs> your fingers taste better than napkins. Yeah, it goes great on apple slices too. Yeah, apple, bananas, pears. I've, I've put it in my waffle batter. Uh, oh, that's yeah, a good idea. I mix it with my banana butter and put it in my waffle batter because I have a chocolate peanut banana butter with oh, bacon. Okay. We call them the Elvis waffles. <laughs> it's really good. Yeah. Um, I've put it in Bloody Marys. I've made dirty gin uh, bacon martinis, which I have a YouTube video. If you go to YouTube, uh, Tip Top Canning Company, when I was uh, getting drunk during quarantine, I was making all kinds of martinis and I made a <laughs> dirty bacon gin martini. 
You mean just during quarantine uh, just, or just well, any other day? <laughs> any other day too, yeah. I make them all the time. It's great. I love it. I'll have so to try one of those. Throw it in some sauce, make a pan sauce after cooking proteins or if, you know, I one time I would go like vegetarian and I would make like a sauteed vegetarian dish and, and I would deglaze it with white wine and mm. just everything like that. And then my son could come along and go, hey, I added bacon jam to that. <laughs> just, yeah, like, extra like, flavor. Cool, I guess it's still vegetarian. No. Right. That's too funny. <laughs> but that's what he would do, man, you know, so bacon jam. Forking Around Town with Tracy Guida can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, and RadioInfluence.com.